Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody and welcome uh, to another installment of the Ken Miller Show. It's Trent Condon and myself with you until two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, as we get into the world of sports, we'll talk about the last night's game. We'll preview tonight's game. Actually, a couple of games last night: one on uh, the ice, one on the hardwood. Uh, baseball back in the fold tonight, especially when you consider the uh, Chicago Cubs and Cleveland Indians. Pretty good matchup in its own right. So, lots to get to with Trent Condon here for the next couple of hours in about 20 minutes we will talk to our friend from espn zubin mehente one of the uh, sports center anchors joins us in his weekly spot to talk the world of sports coming up in the uh, one o'clock hour we'll talk some baseball uh, with national baseball correspondent scott miller and then uh, bill bender who was in quicken loans arena last night trent condon watching the cleveland cavaliers uh, well, even their series of two apiece over Boston, he'll join us at about one thirty. You had high school baseball duties last night, so let's start there mm-hmm. before we get into the national stuff. Let's do a little bit of local. Um, you had game two of Roosevelt and Valley. What did you see? I uh, saw Valley come out right away and uh, get the bats going after winning game one six to nothing. Tyler Lewis, who we talked about a little bit yesterday, who. Probably going to hear his name called coming up in a couple weeks in the amateur draft. He threw some couple of innings in game one. Big bat as well. He's a big kid. Is six, he? Five, probably 215. Do you get an indication? Because he's going to be drafted. Yes. What will he do? We've seen kids, like, and you can't blame him, right? Mm-hmm. You really, truly care. The way school's over. Yeah. You know, they've graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got an opportunity to sign, and on one hand, you'd love to stay with your buddies, right? Right. On the other hand... High school days are over. It's mm-hmm. time to start looking, you know, into the future. What are you hearing? You know, with him, it's, I think, going to be pretty difficult because he is very much a developmental pick. You know, you look at his numbers from a year ago, really struggled with command, and that's really the same question that it is about him. Yeah, he can pump it up there at 95, and it's a pretty good starter set when you start talking about an 18-year-old kid. But with the control issues that he has, is it something where you can iron it out? Is he... You know, if you're drafted in the 20, 30 round range, you know, something like that, signing bonus isn't real big. What kind of money are they going to give you for college? Those kind of things, I, I think, all are going to play a part of it. I, I just, I don't know where he's going to be selected. See, I would be disappointed, I think, if he lasts that long, especially when you throw in, in high school in the low 90s like he is, right? What did he tap out? Uh, 93, I thought I saw. Uh, I that's where he sits is pretty much 90. So he's consistent 94. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think in, in one of the events, I think he hit 96. So, I mean, he, that's pumping it up yeah, there in a big is. way. But again, the control. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really the big struggle. And much better last night from the sounds of things. I didn't make it in time to see uh, him when he was on the bump, but... You know, that that's the thing that, that you have to worry about. And if it's that, if it's later on, yeah, you, you probably go to school. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, 
in baseball, now if you go to a D1 program right out, you go to Iowa, you go to Minnesota, whatever it is, you're there for three years. You're locked in. You go to junior college, you can be drafted after your freshman year, after your sophomore year, and that looks to be the route that he's going to be going. So that's another part that will play into it, though. I I think it's still— Exciting times for the young guy, man. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of good talent, as always, around here. Really impressed by that Valley squad. They're always so good, and uh, Coach Cooley does a great job with them. Roosevelt, they'll be back. They're going to do some good things that, you know, in the Metro Conference this year. Tough when you're starting out on the road at Valley, but saw some good things out of them as well. And baseball is underway. A couple of games coming up next week. And so you're off, you're nothing more until next week. Is that it? Yep. Uh, have the special event out of Exile tomorrow. So. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Tell us about the Ruthies for a quarter. You like that, don't I you? I do. It's my beer. I love Ruthie. I love Ruthie as well. Well, stop on out. You know, I've got a couple of girls. I like yeah, to yeah. run around my wife with Stella. And uh-huh. then if I'm not out with Stella, I'm out with Ruthie. Well, Ruthie, for the first 250 pours at Exile tomorrow from 4 until 6, I'll be broadcasting live from there, and uh, it's the 25th anniversary. Of the Are you inside or outside, do you know? It's a good question. Maybe weather dependent. Mm-hmm. I would love to be out on that patio. Yeah, don't blame me. It's nice. But if it's raining, well, you know, radio equipment yeah, doesn't no, handle you, the rain You need to well. be inside, right. indeed. To be determined on that one. But stop on out four until 6 o'clock. They'll be pouring 25-cent Ruthies, and uh, also the Des Moines Menace will be on hand 25 cents for the 25th anniversary Oh, the men! It should be a real fun time out you know, there. Good for them, right? Twenty-five yeah. years that this 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 program is, this uh, has been around. Um, Nineteen ninety-three. You know when you, when, when it started, you scoffed at it. I'm sure. Oh, sure. I mean, you know what? When we started it, it went on radio, mm-hmm. I think there was a time that we broadcast. In fact, I'm pretty sure there was. Like yeah. we anything to keep the lights on, right? Right, right. To begin with, and they were willing to have their games on the radio. I don't remember who did them. For us, I know, but they Ridge were on the job. Well, then it was Brett Ridge. Yeah. It was Brett Ridge. That's who it was. Yeah, Brett Ridge. Who now we hear Hawkeye huddles uh-huh. on Tuesday nights. It was Brett Ridge. Thank you for that. Yeah, he told he told me about yeah, that's that a true before. story. I remember that now that you mention it. So yeah, but um, the Jock broadcast their games early okay. in his existence. But you know, any time that you stand the test of time, mm-hmm. that gets your attention. Absolutely, and they have clearly. Yeah, and and building a real good following, as you know, Valley State is pretty close to my place. Drive by, I'm I'm always very surprised about the just amount of people that are there for the games and i'm not a soccer fan i'll watch it this summer Mm -hmm. i'll watch it during the world cup and and that's another thing i'm kind of interested in gonna have some of the coaches and players on get their uh, feel for the world cup because this is such a weird one without the u.s well i told you how they're marketing it over at fox and they're doing the right thing yeah everybody's from somewhere what country are your ancestors from therefore get behind them half german Half Germans so root for Germany, right? I'm in good shape. Yeah, and, and you know what? For Fox and whoever came up with the idea, uh, they were backed into a corner in the first place. Mm-hmm. But you know, to come up with that marketing, uh, I guess, uh, theme and and to run with it, you got to do something. Do you get into the World Cup? I love every- it. You always do. have. Yeah. I mean, soccer was um, it was on TV and, as a kid a lot. Was okay. we we got a lot of soccer coverage up there. And then on Sunday night, uh, there, was a, there was a show, Soccer Made in Germany. Mm. And I loved it. It was at 9 o'clock every Sunday night before, you know. Um, Sprechen Deutsch? No, I don't Sprechen <laughs> Deutsch. Um, the only thing I learned in Deutsch was, no, I'm not going to tell uh, you. You probably can't say it. Can I you? can, but it's just the, 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 the era that we live in, not a good okay. one to, to put okay. out there. Um, but I, I like soccer. I always have. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, and you know I, what I'm about to fool you here? I'm about to maybe... This isn't like you. I like women's soccer. Why? On a big stage, like sure. the Women's yeah. World Cup, right? 
Um, that that I is like. I just like the game. I like the game of soccer. I do, I do. too. And I, I do want to. May, this might be something a little later on, maybe after Ella's grown up, something like that. But I, I do get a little jealous about the guys that have a European soccer team. They get up Saturday morning and they yeah. go to the Royal Mile and right. they, they watch their team and, and have a couple. And it's like of, seven or eight o'clock in yeah. the morning, right? It's on at a pretty good time for us. And then you, you're. Get your day started mm-hmm. and have a couple of cold games. Game's ones. over by 10 30, 11 right. o'clock in the morning. And away you go with the rest of your now, day. Now, like, like most people, you, you get fed up with the flopping. I mean, it's yes, just, it's yes. just ridiculous. Right. You know, speaking of, and we didn't plan it this way, we don't have notes in front of us <laughs> nope. as we segue here. Um, but since you brought up women's soccer, uh, I got up and first thing I do, well, I start the coffee pot and then I pour my coffee and then I got onto Twitter. Of course. And the first thing that jumps on Twitter today is the Brandy Chastain plaque as she's on her. Trent, I mean, my good God, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but that looks nothing like this woman. Well, nothing. And, and didn't we have something very similar to this not too long ago with the statue of uh, Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Yeah, I remember it vaguely, but I don't. I mean, I remember the story. I couldn't tell you, you know, what the plaque looked like. Look, I don't have an artistic bone in my body. Ditto. I, I could never color. I was always outside the lines. I could never <laughs> right. paint art class. In fact. Uh, sad note, my elementary school art teacher just passed away yesterday. Saw that uh, uh, back home, and, and I was sad about that. But as much as she tried, Miss Spears would try with me, I was terrible at it. So I don't know anything about sculpting, but can it be that difficult? I think Mark Morehouse hit it because everybody's trying to find out who this actually looks like, right? Uh-huh, yeah. You see a lot of Jimmy Carter out there, and yes. I can see that in a, to an extent. It's Jim McElwain. Oh, Jim McElwain. That's it, a good it, one. It, it's really good. I've when seen he, some Bill Fenley. Bill Fennelly, not bad. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that one too. But yeah, I think if I had to rank him, you know what? Fennelly might be too. I think I think Morehouse is right. I think it's Jim McElwain. And, uh, but, but the three examples that we're using, Jimmy Carter, Bill Fennelly, and Jim McElwain, are all males. Right. Brandy Chastain is not. I mean, no. it's, 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 it's embarrassing how bad it is. It's mm-hmm. almost um, it's unfair to her, quite it is, honestly. It is. It, it's, it has to be embarrassing, right? Now, did they get her up on stage? You know, was it was it covered up like you see? Right, right. You know, and they un, they take the blanket or the sheet the un- or whatever. The, the, the unveiling. unveiling of it. I mean, when she saw it for the first time, I hope she wasn't in public. That's got to be cringeworthy, right? Oh, cringeworthy. Don't they have, for something like that, don't you have to show the person before? I would, you? I, wouldn't you want it? I mean, it's of never going to happen to either one of us, but wouldn't you no. want to see in advance what you're going to be memorialized like or whatever it is you call it? I mean, come on. Hall of Fame plaques in, in baseball. Pretty good. Pretty good. There's some that's like, eh. Better than others, of course. But this is, if it's you haven't seen it, folks, just... Just Google it. This looks like an old man or a, yeah. like, a, like a 45, old man, younger than me by 15 years, 45 to 50-year-old guy is what it, it looks like. Absolutely. I don't know. Anyways. Not Brandy Chastain. No, it's not. Uh, let's move on. Let's get to last night. Uh, there were a couple of games. Uh, I, just real quick on the hockey. It was mm-hmm. a really fun game. Washington needed it. We get a game seven tomorrow, which is good. Game seven, Eastern Conference final. Washington and Tampa. The winner will take on Las Vegas. Uh, if Tampa wins, Game 1 and 2 will be in Tampa. If Washington wins, the Stanley Cup Finals will begin in Las Vegas. I'm scheduled to be in Las Vegas. little work. Monday, Wednesday, Monday through Wednesday next week. I hope Tampa wins, and I don't have to put up with all the BS of the team that <laughs> knocked my team out and the euphoria that will overtake the uh, uh, Sin City. Now, normally I would think you, big hockey guy, 
you have a Stanley Cup final in the city where you are, you'd want to be there. Absolutely. But because no of way what happened hell. with your Jets. I would know. I'll watch in the book. I'll watch it. I'll the, the other book. thing, though, is you'd have to pay a pretty penny for a ticket. I got to think Trent is through the roof. I mean, we, we've talked to Jason Symbol about it. Mm-hmm. I've talked to Chris Andrews about it. I mean, these guys have good jobs, well-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. When they're talking about it's tough to rub enough nickels together to get a ticket. Yeah. Now you're talking about a couple of radio guys trying to figure it out. Jason was at Game 4. He texted me. He uh, and I don't know if he got his tickets for free, or um, but he, he got to Game 4. Uh, of of Winnipeg and Washington, not Washington, Winnipeg and Las Vegas the other night. So I know it can happen, but you're right. It's, yeah. it's an expensive ticket to get in. Meanwhile, in Hardwood last night, uh, the team that I looked thought was older and clearly slower, uh, even the series of two apiece. I believe you said done. I believe I might have said done, yeah. but I might have been wrong uh, on that one. Is <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, LeBron James was unbelievable. But you know, when we said it yesterday, Trent, Kyle Korver is having himself a hell of a series. And I know that um, you know you were busy last night. So do you know who, was it Mark? I think it was Mark Jackson was was talking about Kyle Korver. Do you know who Kyle Korver says one of his biggest influences in the NBA as a former teammate has been? And I, when I heard this, I thought, wow, I probably could have gone through, I don't know, 60, 70, 80, 140 teammates of Kyle Korver before I would have said that this guy is a guy that helped you as much as anybody get on your feet as far as your NBA career. And he's been, I'll say this, okay. in his generation was one of the, I don't think there's any way you could say he's not, one of the, the, the greats of his era. Greats of his era. All right, so I, I'm going through kind of the timeline of Korver. He really had a big renaissance to his career in Atlanta, mm-hmm. where he was always a shooter, mm-hmm. started to get more minutes on that great Atlanta team, what, four or five years ago? Four or five, but move on, not Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Okay. Sixers. Earlier, yes. Sixers. AI? AI. What? How many guesses would you take before Allen Iver- Kyle Korver credits Allen Iverson as being as instrumental in his... Now, this is from Mark Jackson. This yeah. is not from Korver. As instrumental as anyone in his career. So you talk about two guys from completely, completely. different upbringings. Mm. One guy from, was it Southampton, Virginia? Rough, rough area in Pella, Iowa. Yeah. About the, as far opposite of rough mm-hmm. as you can get is mm-hmm. Pella, Iowa. I, I love Pella. I it's a too. beautiful time. Yeah, it's fine. I, I like it. Um, I don't like it during, there's too many people during tulip time, but, yeah. but I like the, and, uh, that's when you get and I don't back. like the letters. I'm the one guy that doesn't like the Dutch. Oh, Dutch letters! Yeah, yeah, my wife loves them. I'm the same way. I don't. I don't get it. Look at us. We're but, two peas in a pod. But I like steak. the square, Trent. The, yeah, the well, Pellet yeah. Town Square is yeah. very nice. It is. But I'm not a big letter guy. But yeah, I mean, I, you can't find an area of of skin that Allen Iverson has not inked. Yeah, right. Kyle Korver. I don't think he probably has a single tattoo. If it is, it's covered up so his mom doesn't see. <laughs> if it is, it's covered up. <laughs> but I, when I heard that, I thought, wow. Um, who would have thunk, right? Yeah. Who would have thought that? That's just, wild. just get his confidence. He said, and and I guess it must have come during a game because you know AI in practice, I mean, <laughs> wasn't really into this whole practice sure. thing, right? But it's fair to say that he was one of the greats of his era. Absolutely. I mean, what he did, and and, and look, he's six foot nothing, hundred. Mm-hmm. What was he? One hundred sixty-five pounds, soaking wet, one hundred seventy maybe, and just fearless, just yes. absolutely fearless. Took that team to a final somehow and won game one. Won a game. 
and then got you know lost the next four, but won a game, won the first game. Yeah, him and it was a very fractured Matumbo and yeah, point guard Eric Snow who couldn't shoot. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I could shoot better than Eric Snow. That was the team. Yeah, the Air McKee maybe was a part of it. It wasn't. He took him to the finals <laughs> and won a game against. That was before the Kobe and Shaq disagreement came to a head. Right. They were rolling at such a level. They looked unbeatable. Mm-hmm. You know, it came out earlier this playoff series, too, just how much that uh, the Shaq actually tried to track down Kobe to knock the loving stuff out of him. And, and luckily for Kobe, yes, uh, he managed to avoid Shaq in that, uh, when he had that temperament going on. But can you imagine? I mean, can you, th- this is, he's such a big man. My God. I mean, this goes back to a week ago when Charles and him were going back and forth. That was animated on the broadcast, it I was. thought. It was. Um, I went back and watched it after you told me about it because I'd heard some things and I hadn't had a chance in it. There was some bitterness between them, right? This wasn't It was schtick. uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. I agree with you. Which is good television. It is good television. And, and thankfully, I believe the the scene switches back to TBS tonight. It's that part of the broadcast, Trent. Um, Look, the TBS commentators are good. ESPN commentators are really good, too. But then you get to halftime. I'm just not digging the ESPN analysts, the the pre, the halftime, and the post-game crew. See, and I I don't ever watch that stuff. I I watch more so halftime, I think, is... See, halftime, I'm just... Now, I will when it is TNT and when it's those when it's Charles and Shaq and the Jet. I do watch that, but when it's an ESPN game... Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'll, for the most... I'm, I'm with you. And who's, that, who's even... Is Jalen Rose a part of it? Yes, he I is. I do like Jalen. Yeah, and, I, and I Michelle Beadle. That. And uh, I mean, I don't even remember anymore because I'm not... I, I, don't, hang, I don't hang with it. What... Uh, so, we've been talking over the last week and a half now a lot about sports wagering. Mm-hmm. By the way, I got a I got a pet peeve on this oh, sports wagering. Does halftime shows delve into that now? In the future, do you mean? Because I know we're not alone as it um, pertains to halftime shows, mm-hmm. where it's just it's a tune out. I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere else. I'm mm-hmm. finding something different. Unless it's unless it's the TBS and then it's appointment TV for me. Um, but let's, so, do you think will they bring it up? Is that what you mean? I mean, think of an NFL Sunday. And are you got your highlights? And here's three minutes with halftime wagers. What I mm. like. We're going to whoever they're. Expert. No, I don't. I hope not. No, I hope not. I hope that. I mean, there was there was Jimmy the Greek had a role. From yes. let's be honest, he had a huge huge role back in the eighties mm-hmm. with CBS, and that's I think how Brent Musburg kind of acquired his taste <laughs> for it. Maybe he had it before. I don't know. But no, he he's, he's, I, I heard Brent this week. In fact, uh, talking a little bit about that. That that was what got him he, going down. He had never really made a wager. He'd go to Vegas and he'd just play cards. Uh huh. He met Jimmy the Greek there before Is they brought that him on. Right. And all of a sudden he said, I, there's something to this sports gambling. I like yeah, this. Yeah. You know, it pisses me off. Um, I'll just get to this in real quick. And it's a pet peeve as much as anything. And I don't know why it does. Because I, it shouldn't bother me like it does. But all the people that clamor, that get on Twitter that now are injecting sports gambling into their tweets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was apparently the American Idol, um, the Iowa gal. I, know, yeah, I have no Maddie idea. Pope. Maddie Pope. Um, she won last night, apparently. She right? did, yeah. Good for her. Um, Never seen it, but no, of course not. Why? No, why would we? Right? Um, but yeah, that's that's a great story. But then you know, somebody from the Register, Courtney, I don't know what her last name is, talking about she did a piece on Vegas doesn't think. Again, her name is Ma- Maddie. Maddie. Ma- Maddie doesn't. Maddie doesn't stand a chance, according to Vegas. We talked to uh, gambling insider, whatever his name was, at. 
and I went to the I went to the site knowing, you know, she's making a big deal at Vegas. Ooh, Vegas gambling. They don't like Maddie. It's offshore. Right. These people continue to promote, and I know it. Yes, it's illegal, but so is speeding, and everybody does it. Right. Sure. But if, if you if you're gonna if you're going to try and make yourself an expert on this. And you're going to include Vegas. Make sure that it's coming from Vegas before you send us to an offshore site. Because all of the, and it's not just her, it's nine out of 10 people when they tweet about sports gambling get their numbers from Vegas. Vegas doesn't like whatever, fill in the blank. It's an offshore wagering product that you're sending us to, which is illegal in the United States. And boy, it bothers you. It bothers me. And I, again, I shouldn't have this, but it does piss me off. Don't <laughs> know why. It's not Vegas. It's not Vegas. The numbers that uh, come out, though there are numbers. We were talking about some offshore numbers in college football yesterday. Mm-hmm. The South Point has released their numbers. You know what? And what, let's. You know what? I'm glad you brought this up, Trent, because you know how I felt on the show that I embarrassed myself yesterday. Right. right? right. You were running through the. So you were, we were playing guess the spread, and mm-hmm. we were pretty close. And I had not only had the wrong team favored, I was off by uh, by over a touchdown. Right. Um, Michigan's favored over Notre Dame. They are. And when it first came out, Notre Dame, you said, was a six-and-a-half-point favorite? Yes. And I thought Michigan would be favored a point, point-and-a-half, I think is what I said. Correct. So the money started to fall, and the books quickly adjusted to Michigan as a favorite in that game. The power of Ken Miller. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I just got a nice tweet from Chris Handley, who's uh, listening to the program. And he's actually, I'm going to retweet it, talking to, it's a piece where Kyle Korver, um, Allen Iverson, is talking about Kyle Korver all the way back in 2004. So okay. this just backs up Mark Jackson's, uh, uh, his thoughts last night on just, <laughs> on Korver apparently telling him just how instrumental uh, Iverson was as a teammate. Who would have thunk it? I wouldn't have. Ivory and Ebony together in <laughs> harmony. Ebony and Ivory. What did I say? Ivory and Ebony. I think you mixed oh, them up. Yeah. Michael Jackson be- and Paul McCartney? A little before my time. No, it wasn't. Yeah. 90s? That was in the 90s? No. Yeah. 80s. 80s? Late 80s. I don't know. I'll look it up. All right. Uh, we'll come back with Zubin Mahente, ESPN. We're a ton late getting to break. We appreciate you being here with us. Uh, Zubin, in this hour, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll talk some baseball with Scott Miller, uh, National College, Bas- uh, College Basketball, National Major League Baseball writer, and then Bill Bender. See, maybe the lady at, uh, at, at the Des Moines Register gets, has a pet peeve when I... Uh, associate the wrong sport with our sure, guests, as good. I just did there, right? Uh, Scott Miller will talk baseball at 115, 130. Bill Bender, Trent and I till 2. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. The Des Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 rupees poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace. All at Exile Brewing Company. May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock and 25 cent Ruthies. Crack open a Ruthie today! Enjoy your Exile! Camp Sunny Saturday. 
Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. It doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course. Family-owned River Valley Golf Course is a par 72, 18-hole public golf course along the beautiful Raccoon River Valley. With twilight specials every day after 4 p.m., frequent player programs, a clubhouse available for parties, and much more. River Valley is just minutes west of the Des Moines-Waukee area. Learn more at RiverValleyGolf.com. That's RiverValleyGolf.com. River Valley, your golf course. Pros in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's offers pros brands they rely on every day, like America's most trusted water heater brand, A.O. Smith. Choose from several models available in stock and ready in emergencies if that's when you need them. Plus, save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. So, pro, now that you know, let's get started. Offer subject to credit approval can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply U.S. only. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot, where the best prices on Ryobi tools come out to play. Like a Ryobi One Plus Battery Kit 2-Pack, just 99 bucks. Two high-performance batteries, a charger, bag, plus your choice of a free select cordless Ryobi One Plus tool from the world's largest 18-volt tool system. And you can't beat free. Ryobi Day Savings, in-store or online at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 20th at participating stores. Claim based on stem pack style batteries. See store for details and product exclusions. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gack and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Uh, clean up on aisle four. It's the Ken Miller Show. So it wasn't Michael Jackson, Trent. No, but no. I had the Paul McCartney thing right. You got that one, yeah. It was Stevie Wonder, right? Stevie Wonder. I still think McCartney and Michael Jackson did a duet together. Oh, I'm sure they did. Anyways, 1982. Yeah, it was a little earlier. A little earlier, and I thought, well, when it comes to things other than sports, I get a little up bit uh, over the tips of my skis periodically. Not our strengths here in this studio. By a long shot. People listening to us trying to figure out what those strengths are and when we're going to hear them at some point. Uh, Zuba Mahente will help us muddle through this uh, from ESPN. Uh, He joins us after a late night. Zuba and Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Great. You know, I got to tell you, um, watching the game last night, it just took me back to my days working in Iowa because in the post-game press conference, Ty Lue was marveling at how old Kyle Corver was. I know it. And at one point he said he was 36, and then somebody <laughs> in the reporting crew actually, you know, he said he's 37, and he chuckled. And, I, you know, I remember doing highlights of this guy, and when he was, you know, obviously he's an Iowa kid and the way he played in college basketball and it was just amazing to think he's been in the league that long. 14 great points off the bench, four threes, and all anybody wanted to talk about at the press conference was this floor burn move he had in the second mm-hmm. half, sort of like a J.J. Reddick college floor burn where he just went all out. And then yep. in typical fashion, we got him in the locker room afterwards, and he was totally reserved and laid back. So it brought back a lot of good memories, and it was, it was great to see him still making it happen in the league at this age. No, Don, I think it was Rachel Nichols that uh, corrected uh, uh, Coach Lou and said he's 37. You know, I'm glad you brought up Kyle Korver because Trent and I were talking about this in the in the opening segment, too. At one point in the game, Zubin, I'm sure you heard it, Mark Jackson was talking about Kyle Korver, who he credits, uh, the player that he credits as former teammate, as having as much influence in his career as anybody that he's played with. Uh, and then uh, Mark Jackson let out it was that it was Allen Iverson, and as I said to Trent, I would have guessed a hundred teammates before I would have got to Allen Iverson uh, and Kyle yeah. Korver crediting him. Uh, I, I thought that that was um, somewhat remarkable when you think about it. Yeah, and I think the other thing that was really good, and this is something that we've maybe taken for granted because we've always seen what a great shooter he's been at the collegiate level, and then at his various places in the NBA, wherever that he managed to be. Um, you know, most notably Atlanta, where it felt like he really stuck out there when Atlanta was having that great year in 2015 under Mike Budenholzer. But Van Gundy also said during the broadcast, um, and again, I mean, you know, everyone's prone to a little bit of hyperbole because we're caught up in the moment now. I don't think this is hyperbole at all, but it was just one of those when he stood back and listened to it. You know, they'd show a replay of Corver hitting one of those shots that he hit, you know, 14 off the bench. And Van Gundy said, you're looking at one of the greatest shooters to ever do it in the NBA. And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of used to hearing that about Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. And, you know, in fact, Jackson was the guy that kind of popularized the statement about Curry and, and Thompson. But, and I don't doubt that Kyle Korver is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. Um, but it's just one of those things that when you hear it in the moment, you step back and say, 
wow, this kid's come a really long way. I mean, we got, we got him in the Eastern Conference Finals, playing with LeBron James, and being mentioned as one of the group of the best shooters in the history hmm. of the best basketball league on earth. So I thought the Jackson comment was interesting, but I just thought the simple comment from Van Gundy to acknowledge, like, folks, we are looking at one of the best shooters to ever play a game where the goal was to put it in the hoop, to shoot it in the hoop. It really, it really spoke volumes. Who else you put on that list, Subin? Who, who else jumps to your mind greatest shooters of all time? Not scores, well, but shooters. Well, I do think, I don't want to have too much recency bias, but I definitely think Curry and Thompson belong on that list. Yeah. And when Mark Jackson uttered that after a playoff game in 2013, he was laughed at Bird. by a lot of people. And it ended up being totally right. He ended up being totally prophetic. And even Steve Kerr will tell you that, you know, uh, Mark Jackson left the pieces in place. He took it to another level, and maybe some of the guys are tuning out Jackson, and I know Jackson had some problems with his assistant coaches. Um, but uh, maybe they just needed a little bit of a switch at the top. But I certainly think Kerr credits Jackson for making sure those two guys were in position to be able to utilize their strength, and Kerr has just taken it to the max. I certainly think you have to throw somebody like Larry Bird in the mix. And definitely, I mean, if Van Gundy is going to tell me Kyle Korver's in that mix, I would put him in that mix. And I certainly think guys like, to a degree, it sounds funny, but guys like Steve Kerr should be on the list. Anybody who's mm-hmm. amongst the top three-point shooters in the history of the league uh, should be on that list. But the way the game is evolving right now with seven-footers hitting three-pointers, um, no matter how big you are, tall you are, you're expected to be able to hit the outside shot. So that list might meld as the years go on because I think for a long time, you know, American players that were seven feet had their back to the basket. It was only European guys that were that big that were facing the basket and shooting. So I think the list might be amended over the years because I think you're going to see now more than ever, no matter how big or small you are, they're expecting you to guard somebody on the other team that's bigger or smaller. And no matter how big or small you are, you're expected to be able to shoot and shoot with a little bit of range. So I think the list was pretty homogenized for a long time um, because if you just basically, if you weren't in a position like a, you know, a two or a three or even a four, um, you were going to make the list. You couldn't make the list as a five or a one. But I think you're going to be um, end up seeing a lot of guys across the board do it because I think they're asking people to play a lot of basketball that has nothing to do with your position, has everything to do with you having value out on the court. And the best thing you can do to enhance your value is to be able to shoot the ball. Mm. Uh, Zubin, it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like it has been so far in the Eastern Conference. It's been a, a home court series. Uh, Boston goes up 2 nothing. seems switches to Cleveland. They win the next two. So if Cleveland is going to get to Golden State, which is what everybody uh, seemingly wants, they're going to have to win in Boston. At least, well, they're going to have to win once in Boston. Can they? I think so, because as long as LeBron is there, I think it's definitely possible. Now, I don't want to go to the cliche line, but this is the biggest cliche that we all overuse in sports, but the reason we continue to use it is because it continues to prove true. Um, you know, Corver played pretty well early on in Game 2 in Boston, and then they just neutralized him. He really explodes at home. Tristan Thompson was a no-show, basically, in the first two games on the road. He's played very well the last two games. Uh, Al Horford, who is not what I'm going to say here, he's not a complimentary or role player, but he clearly played better in Games 1 and 2 than Games 3 and 4. J.R. Smith didn't score in Game 2. He played very well in Game 3 and Game 4. And the, the cliche, of course, I'm getting at is the whole role players play better at home. And I wouldn't keep saying it if it indeed it just wasn't validated every single series we watch in the NBA. I mean, that's just the case. So for me, the biggest thing is you know LeBron's going to do it. Listen, I was talking to Chauncey Billups last night, and we just said this like it was no big deal. And this is how great LeBron has become, and this is why the role player thing is important. So we said to him, 
hey, Chauncey, uh, LeBron just had his six forty point game of the playoffs. And you just, if there was anybody else that had his six forty point game of the playoffs, never mind that he's been in the league 15 years, he's 33, he hasn't been injured. Yeah, I know he had a bunch of turnovers last night. I'm not worried about that so much. But, Ken, if this is anybody else, and we just sort of flippantly said without any inflection in my voice, okay, Chauncey, so what do you think about his six forty point game of these playoffs? It's almost like it's ridiculous to think we're at this point. But he's going to do his part, and as long as he's out there, I'll give him a chance to win against anyone. I will mention our stat guys would tell us, I think Boston missed 15 layups or dunks. If they hit five of those layups, if it's just 10 missed dunks and layups instead of 15, they probably win the game. Now, they got themselves in too big of a hole way too early. They showed some grittiness in the fourth quarter. I think they cut it to seven points, if I'm not mistaken. But they just put themselves in too much of a hole. You saw it on the other side, too, Ken. Marcus Smart completely was a non-factor in games Three and four, he was amazing in games yep. one and two. Rozier himself even slowed down. I'll give credit to guys like Jalen Brown who continue to play above uh, what anybody could possibly expect. He led the Celtics to 25. He's turned out to be a, an amazing talent. Jason Tatum struggled a little bit yesterday but still gave him some points. So it's the role player thing. Like I said, I don't want to cop out an answer to it, Ken, but it just seems to validate itself every time you use it as an excuse. The numbers do seem to back it up. You know, Zubin, the thing that I, I just can't believe TV numbers continue to be incredibly good. Last year, the NBA playoffs, when we got to the conference finals and the NBA finals, they were blowouts. Didn't see any of those series go even six games. We're trending in the same direction here. Is it just the star power? Is that all that it is? Or is there something deeper where, even though these games haven't been great, people are still watching? No, I think it's a combination of the league is back in a renaissance period. I certainly don't think it hurts to have the Cleveland Cavaliers, who may not be in the league's biggest market, but they're arguably one of the league's biggest brands because of number 23. Obviously, the Warriors are able to capture all imagination of basketball fans. The Warriors, I mean, Steph Curry's on Michael Jordan because it's not a time or a place. Like, Jordan just captivated the American sports landscape beyond basketball. Uh, Curry, Durant, and Thompson, I don't think have done that with casual America yet. Uh, obviously, there's 20 million more options than there were 20 years ago. Um, but all basketball fans are captivated by this particular team, whether you like them, you don't like them, you marvel at them, you just wonder what they might do next. So when you have the biggest individual brand, talking point, radio topic, TV topic, in the playoffs, check LeBron. You have the most exciting team, check, that'll bring in basketball fans that even aren't, let's say, they're college basketball fans. They just love the game of basketball. you got to respect what the Warriors do. The Celtics are a very big brand. But I do believe that, obviously, the league is also in a period where it's just tremendous. I mean, you know, Joel Embiid, who's barely, I mean, he's a very talented player, but he's barely been out there, relatively speaking, because of his injuries. Uh, you know, he's a social media force. He's taking the league by storm. And I think that's maybe one thing myself, yourself, and Ken are a little bit out of this demographic. The NBA does an unbelievable job promoting on social media to people, let's say, half the age of all of us. Um, you know, most other sports have crazy restrictions, Major League Baseball, you can't post your own highlights. If, if your favorite player on a team makes a play at the hot corner and you put it on your feed, somebody's going to come and rip it down and say, we own the rights to this. And even the NHL, I mean, we can't run third-period highlights of a Stanley Cup playoff game until the second period has come to a complete end. You know what I mean? Huh. If we want to show second-period highlights, we've got to wait till the third period begins. Why would you do that? Why would you be so draconian mm -hmm. about it? You're trying to grow your league. The NBA is like, Hey, 15-year-old kid at home, you like what MB did? You like that Simmons pass? You like that Jalen Brown bucket? Go ahead, post it, put it on Instagram, mm -hmm. put it on your Twitter feed. Do whatever you want. 
Um, they basically understand how valuable their content is. They own their content, but they're not afraid to allow everybody to share their content around the globe. And I think this is something that maybe goes over our head, and I know your listeners probably skew a little bit older, so it's something we all don't think about. But I think they are doing an amazing job of cultivating the next generation of NBA fans to the point where they may not be rooting for teams as much as they are, but they're rooting for players. So if you're just a Steph Curry guy, you're not a Warriors guy, you never were a Warriors guy, you're 15 years old and live in Ankeny, Iowa, or here in Southington, Connecticut, you're just a Curry guy. And if you're a Curry guy, that viewership is guaranteed to go into June almost every single yeah, year, right? You've got that kid watching deep, deep, deep in the playoffs. So I think that's a big thing, but I think the league has also been so much more progressive than the NHL, like I said, which we're begging to show highlights and we can't show highlights. Mm. And Major League Baseball, that's just sort of restricting uh, their content. The NBA has been so much more open on that, and I think that's been really big. It may not touch us because I'm in my 40s, and Trent, you're probably close, Ken, you're older, but I think for Thank people you. that are maybe half our age, <laughs> for people that are half our age, they really embrace that, and that's helped the league. No, no, I couldn't agree with you more, Zubin. I mean, the Kevin Love length of the floor pass last night to LeBron James, it was available almost instantly, and you didn't have one of the leagues, I'm assuming, you're trying to police it and, and have it taken down right, right away. It, it was, um, it's the way it should be. Hey, let me ask you about the, let's move out to the West tonight. I mean, it was a 41-point blowout on, uh, on Sunday night, Zubin. What does Houston have to do? I'm at this point, Zubin, where, you know, at least to make it a game, I have, I give them no chance to win tonight, but what do they have to do to make it a game? Can they? Yeah, I mean, I think they can. I think they have to just be able to. They, I've always felt like, I don't know when you watch them, the one thing I've always felt, I know Trent's not a huge James Harden guy, and I, don't, I want to put words in his mouth, but the one thing I think that Trent, you know, he may not be the most aesthetically pleasing guy to watch. There's a lot of ISO. There's a lot of hanging around the three-point line. There's a lot of movement. And then there's a lot of getting a tough shot. It's not as fluid as Russell Westbrook. It's not as exciting as Ben Simmons. The one thing I would say is, to Trent's point, I think the Rockets work way too hard for their shots. Like, way too hard for their shots. I mean, they're using 18, 20 seconds of the 20-second shot clock, hoping for a three in the corner, or Harden's trying to create something. And I just think it's one of those things that um, they didn't do that so much to win 65 games in the regular season. I was talking about this with Trent the other day. They won 31 games on the road in the NBA regular season. Nobody else did, not even the Warriors. They beat the Warriors in Oracle Arena on opening night. They won 65 games that earned them the top seed. Um, and they don't look like that team. They're not playing that way. And I think the Warriors can just do what most teams can't, which is basically make you play the way they want to play. To me, when you, play, when you win 65 games, and I didn't watch all 65 of the Rockets games, when you win 65 games in the regular season, in an 82-game regular season, you're dictating the pace of play. You're making teams play with you. We're going to shoot a bunch of threes, so if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to shoot a bunch of threes. And when they go out against 28 other teams in the NBA, they feel like they have that edge. I think the problem is the Warriors just do what the Rockets do, but do it a little bit better. And I think that's one thing the Rockets don't see with a lot of other teams. They just drown the other team in three-point make, and they're forcing the other team to put up ill-advised shots or play much quicker than they want to because they can't trade three for threes for twos and stay in the game. But I think when they play the Warriors, they're playing a souped-up version of Houston, you know? And I think that's actually hurt them a little bit. It stands to reason it's going to be very difficult for them to win uh, this series. And I think I mentioned this to Trent the other day, too, uh, uh, Ken. I think this is interesting. And that is, um, you know, I think the one guy that's kind of gotten a pass in the series is Chris Paul. You know, he hasn't done anything mm-hmm. in the series. Everybody was waiting. This is his first appearance in the NBA Conference Finals. And this isn't a guy that's got jittery situation. This guy that's not got nerves. I mean, this guy's played in some big-time basketball games 
he's a seasoned, seasoned vet. Um, so I don't think the stage is bothering him, but he has not played well. There's been so much attention on Curry not playing well in games one and two, and Harden not being able to carry them, and Clay not playing well in games one and two, and Draymond not playing well in game two specifically, um, that I think we've sort of lost the attention on what has exactly happened to Chris Paul. He hasn't come through in any game. Mm, interesting. I think he played better in game two than certainly game one and game three. Hey, so, but, but I wanted to ask you this. I know you, that you're, you're uh, over on the NBA beat a lot during the, the playoff run, as you, as you told us. Um, have you talked to Barry Melrose about the success that the Vegas Golden Knights, who, you know, in their – I mean, eight months ago, they didn't even have a team for crying out loud, um, mm-hmm. and they're about to play for a Stanley Cup. Does that bother him? Uh, does that bother some of the diehards? I know there's not a lot of NHL uh, talkers over at ESPN anymore, but Barry Melrose is, is still is. Does it bother him that the Golden Knights have had uh, the success that they're having this early in their existence? No, I don't think it does. I can't speak for him. I haven't asked him that exact question, but Trent, uh, I'm going to say something, Trent. So, Trent, you can shut off if you want for the next okay. minute. I'm going to tell. I'm going to give Ken a story that I told Trent yesterday right. that Jim really seemed to like. So, for your listeners, it'll be brand new. But I think this. I think you'll really appreciate this, Ken, being Canadian and bringing it all together. And, and that is this. I don't think he's upset at all. Um, I, I do love the fact that we've seen all of this from you know Gallant to Flurry to the first game with James Neal scoring two goals to them setting the franchise. You know mark to setting the expansion record mark in february i mean all that stuff's happened in a compacted amount of time so i asked barry i said listen after they clinched on sunday we were on maybe 10 minutes after they clinched so barry is all hyped up he was ready to go great moment for his favorite sport and we talked about you know flurry and we talked a little bit about the penalty kill and the power play etc technical things and then i just said to him right after the game i said listen if they win it if they win it and obviously as you probably know they've beaten tampa and washington both swept them, yeah. swept them both. yep and I said, listen, if they win this game, if they win the series, the next series, is this the greatest hockey story of all time? Is this the all-time hockey story of hockey stories, right? Mm-hmm. You coach Gretzky, back then, original six, whole yep. thing. Is this the greatest thing the sport's ever seen? And he said, yes. And I said, why? Tell me why. And he goes, this is what he told me. And he said, maybe this is something for Canadian people, or maybe this is just something for the old-timers that love the sport like you do. He said, listen. I'm going to give you an example of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He goes, I said, okay, tell me about the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, me and most of the audience are like, yeah, we know a little bit about it, but not much. 1967. They are the Celtics. Yep, that's what he said. He goes, those are the Celtics of the Lakers of hockey. Now, the Habs may have the titles like the Celtics and the Lakers Mm -hmm. do, but nobody's got more inherent advantages than Toronto. The media market, the insatiable appetite from the fans, the money, Toronto sports and entertainment, all the stuff. Everything you could possibly want from an intangible and tangible perspective the Toronto Maple Leafs have over every single team in the NHL. They had it all. And for them to have not made the Stanley Cup final in about a half century, mm-hmm. and this team, this vagabonds from Vegas that nobody wanted, all this stuff, that they've done it in year one, and a team that has every advantage in the NHL, any, any team would kill to be in the Leafs' position, and that team hasn't done it in a half century, and this team's going to do it in year one, to him, that just shows how amazing of a story it is. Yes, there's the gallant, the firing, the shame, the cab ride. All that stuff goes into it. All that stuff's there. But the fact that hockey's greatest behemoth has not been able to get to where, the, in 50 years, where the Vegas Golden Knights have gotten within the span of about, I don't know, eight, seven, eight months. <laughs> just That was his example. Like, you know, Imagine the Lakers or Celtics not making the NBA Finals for 50 years. And then suddenly, you know, Adam Silver put the team in Seattle, and they're in the NBA Finals right away. Like, 
what, I mean, we would be going crazy on that story, right? We would be going crazy on that story. And this is the hockey equivalent of that. So I think he actually uh, loves it because I've always felt that coaches are rooting for coaches. And after the way Gallant got treated, I think a coach like Barry that's been in the Stanley Cup final, that's coached the greatest person to ever put on a pair of skates. I always believe coaches back coaches. And I think deep down they have a great relationship and fraternity with one another, even if they never cross paths. And to see the way Gallant was treated and to see where he is now, I think a coach like Barry that's been through the good and the bad can kind of understand and respect just what a job this guy has done. Yeah, I so told the story last week, Zoom, and they wouldn't even let him get on the team bus to drive him back to the airport, which is just unbelievable. Zuba, we're out of time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Zuba Mahente. Thanks, guys. Uh, Zuba Mahente, ESPN. Are you going to make it? No, no. What, words. have you got something in your throat? I can't what? get rid of the cough. I don't know. I had the illness last week. I, I thought did. I'd you overcome did. it. I and... thought you'd turn the corner. Down the last 10 minutes, I haven't stopped coughing. I know. Uh, we'll come back. Dying over here. Yes, you are. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, finish up the hour. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift-each-other-up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research. And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you, so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. When it comes to maintaining our vehicles, we all know to change the oil. But did you know cleaning the fuel system is just as important? Even high-quality fuel can leave behind carbon deposits, robbing your engine of power and fuel economy. Gum Out has a solution. Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. Regain contains polyethylamine, a nitrogen-based detergent that safely removes deposits to help restore engine performance. Try Gum Out Regain today at AutoZone. Buy one, get one free instantly for a limited time. Gum Out. Science in. Performance out. Hi, I'm Bob Vila. We're all looking for ways to simplify our lives. For small businesses, there's the Cabbage Card. The Cabbage Card is linked to a line of credit of up to $250,000. Apply online and get a quick decision. Visit Cabbage.com or call 855-CABBAGE to get $100 back when you take your first loan. That's 855-CABBAGE with a K. Credit lines and pricing are subject to periodic review and change. This is not a revolving account. Individual requests for capital or separate installment loans. All Cabbage business loans are issued by Celtic Bank, the Utah Chartered Industrial Bank, member FDIC. When you're hiring, you don't want to sort through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using our intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. 
The Heritage Carousel in Union Park will open for the 2018 season on Saturday, May 26th. The carousel will be open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday, and the cost is still just 50 cents for kids to ride. The Heritage Carousel is owned and operated by the Des Moines Carousel Foundation and is a not-for-profit organization. You can stay informed of all the carousel events and news at our website, heritagecarousel.org, or find us on Facebook. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again, and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, final minute here of the first hour of the program. But fear not, we've got another hour to go. Trent Condon, uh, why don't you do this? By the way, yep. all of our guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Exile Brewing tomorrow night from 4 until 6. Tell us about it. Yeah, we're uh, going to have 25-cent Ruthies for the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace. The Menace players, coaches going to be out there. Talk a little soccer with them. Have some fun live show from 4 until 6 o'clock with Jimmy B and TC. So stop on out to Exile. Enjoy 25-cent Ruthies. And we'll have a lot of fun out there. Uh, got a couple of special guests that might be stopping by. Going to be a good time tomorrow at Exile and quarter beers. Can't beat it. No. Especially for Ruthies. I'm going to uh, get there early and make sure I get my fill as well. <laughs> Give me 75 cents worth. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. We'll take the time out. We'll be back with the 1 o'clock hour. Scott Miller will talk some Major League Baseball. Uh, Bill Bender was at Quicken Loans last night. He'll recap game number four of the Eastern Conference Final and College Football. When we continue, it's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. Come on out to Westwood Golf Course, Newton's beautiful 18-hole golf course. We're just a short drive from the Des Moines Metro. At Westwood, we have a scenic and challenging 18-hole golf course, a full practice facility, driving range, practice putting and chipping area, and a short game practice area. We've also got a fully stocked pro shop with all the name brands like Titleist, Ping, Callaway, and much more. Check out our Facebook page and website for great specials at westwoodgolfcoursenewton.com. Come play your next round at Westwood Golf Course in Newton. 
When it comes to mortgages, the Internet can help you understand a lot of things, like the importance of a good credit score or the difference between an adjustable rate and a fixed-rate mortgage. But when it comes to knowing what's best for you, you need more than an online search. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Sure, information is everywhere, but don't you want knowledge you can trust? A home loan expert working with you personally from start to finish? A solid approval based on real information? Rocket Mortgage gives you options, technology when you want it, and people when you need them. We help you understand the details so you can make a confident decision and get approved in as few as eight minutes. In fact, for eight consecutive years, we've been ranked highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination by J.D. Power. And we're America's largest mortgage lender. So when you're looking for answers, go online, but start and finish with rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Rocket Mortgage results may vary. The Des Moines Menace soccer season is right around the corner, and we have a big event to kick things off on Wednesday, May 23rd at Exile Brewing Company. It's the 25th anniversary of the Des Moines Menace, and they're celebrating in style. The first 250 rupees poured will be just 25 cents. Jimmy B and TC will be broadcasting live from Exile May 23rd to kick off the Menace season. Tickets, giveaways, players and coaches on hand from the Des Moines Menace. All at Exile Brewing Company. May 23rd from 4 until 6 o'clock and 25 cent Ruthies. Crack open a Ruthie today! Enjoy your Exile! At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is looking for people who can give an adoptable pet a break from the shelter for one week, one month, or more. Fostering a pet through our shelter getaway programs for cats, dogs, and even horses allows you to help homeless pets without the lifetime commitment. So whether you are longing for pet companionship but can't commit long-term or you are able to make room for one more on a short-term basis, we need you. Visit ARL.com. 